Good afternoon, everyone. This is John, your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. I want to talk to everyone out there about a few things that's been on my mind. Um, I may stumble around a little bit today because actually this stuff came about today. And uh, I just got, I mean, I really, really, I really realize that I'm tired of hearing about it. Um, one of them is critical race theory. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I call it critical radical theory. But uh, for what it stands for, it actually should really be changed to critical radical theory. Because uh, this has been going around since the 70s, roughly 72. Um, pre probably a little bit even before the 70s. And the theory is that um, people need to be educated on racial events in this country. And uh, nowadays, they try, they're trying to put, implement it in the schools across the country. Um, They've been doing this for a long time and trying to make this happen. The last time they really tried to do it was 1994. It didn't go that far. But now they're trying it again because, and only because, the Democrats have the White House. And to the Dem- Democrats, it's actually them making a statement um, that, hey, we're here to help you resolve your racial, racial issues, which is actually not the case. It's actually about developing the minds of the youth of the country, maintain uh, mainly the, those that are in lower education, such as K through six. Um, I had a chat with a friend of mine today about this. And she was saying that we should fight CRT, CRT. We should not allow them to implement in the schools and across the country. And up to, up to the point, she's exactly right. But I responded to her, I really don't care about CRT. And I tell you why. It's been going on for years. But you just never heard about it. It's about raising radical kids, people being divided because of racism. Basically, it's, it's about teaching the black kids who done black thing, bad things to the black culture. And that target person or race is the white race. It teaches kids why they shouldn't like black kids, why they shouldn't like the Caucasian race, because all the bad things that they have done to the black race. (laughs) And most of us don't agree with that at all. You know, we really didn't have race relations problem until about 2008 when our luscious first black president used to talk about racism and how that the African-American has been victimized by the white Caucasian race from years gone by. And up until that point, in his words, it's still alive and going. But now it's more systematic than anything. Um, I, look, I completely disagree with that because you know what? When people say 
we have a race problem in this country and blacks are deprived of the rights to vote and free liberty. Well, somebody please tell me, how is it we got a black president? Well, somebody please tell me, how is it we got the black president? Now, let's say, for example, people will say, hey, every black person in the country voted for him. Well, it still didn't get him the presidency because he won by 58 million people. Blacks are only 33 million, maybe less a few years back. So you got to say if every black person in this country voted for Barack Obama, that meant, you know, roughly 30 million people voted for Barack Obama. So, I mean, that's not an indication of a racist country. And if I'm wrong, somebody please let me know. Um, As we sit here today and all we hear about is CRT, critical race theory, each and every day we hear about this. And I tell people, it's been around for years. The problem is they couldn't call it anything. They couldn't give it a name back then. They just did it. They taught it in the schools. They taught it in the colleges. The same people who believe this, the professors and the scholars and the historians who support their notion that white folks are the epitome of evil in this country because they or their ancestors were involved in slavery was absolute, is absolutely a lie. Um, so we're fighting a battle that should have been fought a long time ago. You know, somebody said, no, it's just started now. No, CRT didn't just start now. Hence the reason why we have so many badass and trouble ass kids in this country. They've been teaching these kids this in colleges forever and forever. We just didn't say anything about it because no one brought it public. The reason why you hear of critical race theory now is the only reason so they can make it a mandate. You can't just say, we want to mandate uh, a class call, teach kids how to be racist. Can't do that. They can't mandate the teaching of how to be a racist in 2021. No, they need something that sounds official so you can make it legislative, legislative. So hence the name CRT. Because you don't get the radicals we have today running around the street like Antifa and all the anti-fascist people that truly believe the government should be ran by the, the people should be run by the government. These kids learn this stuff from somewhere. Mom and dad don't even know some of the stuff these kids have learned. They've been taught this in class, in school for years. The word radical just didn't come up in the past two years. These kids have been radical taught for years, waiting for a moment to erupt and show how radical they are. Now, you got groups pushing CRT because they think it's a way to teach our kids about history. Well, that's what we have history classes for in school. Most of us know this from history. Most of us know about slavery. Most of us know 
in most cases who the perpetrators were in the United States because there was slavery in other countries. As a matter of fact, we were one of the latter countries to get into slavery. South America got into slavery before we did. So we know this from days of history. Um, Somebody asked me, so why now is it so popular and so prominent on today's TV and in today's school? Well, they attempted to get it into school because under the federal guidelines, no matter what your state does, your state can say, no, we do not support CRT. Well, they may not support it, but there's a problem. There's an absolute problem, but, and I bet you most states know about this, but it sounds good to their constituents. They know that they can look and appear to be a soldier of truth when it comes to CRT, but absolutely no. If the federal government was to implement CRT and make it mandated in all schools, and it's pushed by the National Education Association, it's going to be in your school. And some people are saying, well, you know, that's not true because if the state outlaws it and said no, well, the government can't do anything. Well, that's another side of that story that people don't think about. Where do schools get their money? Where do schools get most of their money from the federal government? And the federal government got this little thing where they tell people, listen, or tell schools and school boards, listen, it's a law now. It's a federal law. And if you want federal funding, guess what? You better implement it. So if your school, for example, in Utah, your schools are getting $100 million from the federal government, what do you think the federal, what was Utah going to do? Will they say, no, we're not going to do it? Or will they say, no, we have to take the money. They forced us to take the money because our kids need the money for education. We need computers. We need books. We need blah, 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 blah. So we had no choice. The government choked us into this position. So be careful when you say, you know, we need to fight against this because you and we may we may need to fight against it. But I promise you it's not going to go away. Because one, even if it didn't, it did not become a federal mandate. They're still going to teach it, but then it won't have a name. It won't have a name. People and teachers that believe in this crap. And believe me, there are a lot of people that believe in this in the education system. Because everybody wants to save the puppy. Yes, they consider blacks to be the puppy. We need help. We're too stupid to understand old history, so we need a new and revised version. You know, the version that makes us hate everything we've learned years and years and years ago. See, we parents, especially those that go down to the school board, and yet I have not yet gone down, hadn't had that opportunity yet, but I promise you, the next board meeting, I'm going to go. And I'm going to stand up there and I'm going to tell them how big of an idiot they are because I have no problem doing that. You're not going to force this down my kid's throat. It's just not going to happen. And there's a reason why there are a lot of parents at these meetings, at these meetings, because we're not there because they're racist. I'm black. I'm not a racist. 
I heard one time blacks can't be racist. Well, unless you're a black conservative. That is the only time you have a black racist against blacks is if you're a black conservative. And when actuality, if you're believing, if you uh, believe in the democratic message, you should question yourself whether you're true to your own race or you're just true to the party. But back to CRT, um, I was saying it's not going to change. It's never going to go away. It's always been here since the 70s. They have the White House, they have the Congress, and they have the Senate. They're going to push this just to get it in the federal side. They don't care about the state side. They really don't. They have their ways of getting this into the school, whether it's directly or indirectly. So when little Johnny comes home and asks mom and daddy, you know, why do the black kids hate me so much? You'll know it's in the schools. You'll know it's in the schools. And there's certain indications that you can tell when you talk to your kids or they are talking to you by some of the comments they may make. Mrs. Marshmallow said, I believe that we should pay reparations. If your child ever come home and ask you, say, hey, mom, what's reparations? They are now being, they have been indoctrinated. So and that's how it starts. When they start asking you these questions to make you scratch your head and you pass it off as a coincidence, no, it's most likely not a coincidence. That child has been indoctrinated in CRT. Even though they may not call it CRT, they have been indoctrinated. Because the whole point of CRT is to extend racial divide. Racial divide. Every single one of us on this side of the microphone and on your side can tell ourselves, this makes you hate xyz race now or this makes you dislike xyz race now and there's a lot of people thinking that right now they're afraid to say it but there's a lot of people thinking that right now and i don't care who you are you've actually had those thoughts because everything's now subliminally or publicly is a racial itch issue everything Hell, I can't even buy color TV anymore without getting in trouble. That's how racist everything has become. That's a joke for you people who know what I'm talking about. So as far as CRT, you can talk to your representative and you can have them push the issue. But what it need not what needs not to happen for it to become federal. It needs not to become a federal mandate or a federal law. Because if it is, we're screwed. And the only way to get rid of it, the Republicans would have to win the House, the Senate, and the White House to change it. Because once it becomes law, in most cases, it's very hard to undo. So when your politicians tell you, oh, I'm going to fight CRT, 
I'm going to do everything I can. You got our governor, for example, Spencer Cox, Cox, who says, I'm not going to introduce it to the floor or bring it to the floor or take a vote on it or it's going to go to resolution. Um, all of that is just PR. Because they know if the Dems want it in office or in law, it will most likely happen. Now, I don't know. Um, what the vote count need. I don't know if they need a 60 vote to get it passed in the Senate. I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm hoping it is a 60 vote, but hence the reason they want to get rid of the filibuster. Because if the filibuster is ever gone, <laughs> it's yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be really ugly. The Senate can't save you, and they don't need Kamala Harris at that point in time. They don't need a 50-51 vote to pass anymore. It's just by majority. So as far as CRT, you guys got to think about the illusion that's been portrayed out there. You can fight it in your school board all you want. They still can teach it. They will teach it. I mean, I've heard many people... um, People on the school boards, you know, talking about how CRT is not all bad. And that's the angle they're going to come. It's not all bad. There's some good things about CRT from the other side. I don't agree. Um, As a matter of fact, I was just reading some articles on CRT just a moment ago. And, uh, there's a reason why it's taking them so long to try to get this implemented legally. Because people like yourselves out there fight and you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight to keep from making it a legal mandate or a legal law. But they're still teaching it just until this day. This is why the younger generation really believes there is racial inequalities in this country. They believe that. They're not talking to the 50, the 60, the hell, the 40-year-old adult male and woman. They're talking to the kids. And these kids, they're not the ones that sit in front of CNN for the most part or Fox News. They spend more time with their teachers than they do with the parents in, in a lot of cases. Sometimes the schools are actually raising your kid. If you have a liberal mind, that's what you're going to get. And that's a liberal student. A lot of us learn from my parents, our parents, as far as the way of life that they want you to live and what kind of citizens they want you to be. You know, and most of us didn't have this racial education. Most of us didn't have to sit and learn what um, slavery was all about. Most of us didn't have to learn, have an extra class that teaches why the white man owned slaves or why blacks were slaves for the, you know, for the white man. We didn't have to learn that as kids. Because when we were growing up, it wasn't really that important. We were doing pretty well because most of us, 
you know, the baby boomer generation, we remember the 60s. Remember the riots? You heard about what happens in Birmingham, Alabama, um, and, other, and other southern states. We heard all about that. But we grew out of that. We grew up beyond that. And my question is, why do we think we need to go back? This morning, I was standing in the middle of my driveway. I was actually going out to do something out of my camper. I stopped in my driveway and I just started thinking. I don't know why, but I just stopped. And I just said to myself, are we ever going to get to a point in this country where we don't have to have these conversations? Are we ever going to get to a point in this country where we can just get along? And if I don't like you, it's because of your character, not the color of your skin. Are we ever going to get to the point where we don't have to worry about our kids going to school and being taught things that we don't want them to teach? Is it ever going to happen? Will there ever come a day where me as a black man have to worry about or won't have to worry about people have any notion that I got a job or a position just because I'm black. Will there ever come a day when interracial races dating is like no big deal at all? To me, it is. I personally don't care. But will there be a day where, you know, it's, Racism is not used as a weapon because it really is a weapon. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of power just because of this issue. And those are the same people who do not want to lose that power. In order to stay in power, they have to keep what got them in power going. So I'm just thinking as far as critical race theory, it's not going to go anywhere. We can mandate all the law, legislate all the laws we want. They're still going to teach it in the schools. They've been doing it forever, and it's just not going to change. Now they're just trying to make it official because they're bold that way. They're ballsy that way. They will, they will do it in your face. And there's nothing you can't do. And there's nothing you can do about it. They proved that this past election. They're bold. They're bold. And you're not going to change them. Unless we change them. Anyway, that concludes the first half hour. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is the Modern Conservative Podcast.
Welcome back. This is John, your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast, brought to you by me. Um, we were just talking about critical race theory, a depressing subject. Well, I'm about to talk about another subject that's even more depressing. Two words, Joe Biden. Joe, Mr. Popularity, Biden. Joe, welfare, Biden. And some people right now love Joe Biden. They're getting free money for an entire year, $3,3600 a month. Any other time I would say, hey, that's a great, great benefit you got going on right now. If I didn't have to pay the taxes for it. I guess nowadays you can have kids. And you get a tax credit, which is fine and dandy. But the problem for me, at least, is the reason why it's given to. Every household, let's be look, let's be real. Not everybody's out of a job. And what's ironic is your little kids that are kidding that $300 or that $250 a month, they're actually not the ones getting. It's the parents. But your kid's going to be one paying for it. And their kids. And their kids. $1.9 trillion of free money. Now, we know it's all is not going to go to the citizens of this country. You know, hell, Iran's got to get a little bit of it. Pakistan, the guy got a little bit because they got kids too, you know. Um, countries that have absolutely do nothing for us but hate us will get portions of this money. But nobody wants to do anything or say anything about it because, you know what, it's free money. There's nothing for free when it comes to the federal government, especially this one. For those of you out there who really believe they're out trying to help you, wake up. You're a damn fool. The federal government knows this particular federal government is sitting in office right now. No. This will work. This will subdue the thoughts of us being a bad government if we give you money. This is the most pandering-ass government that I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a government who panders so damn much. And those of you that get caught up in taking the money, look, I know they're going to put it in your bank. You know what I wish we could do? Well, excuse me, I don't get it. I don't get the stimulus the first time, second time, hell, the third time. I don't qualify for it. But let me say this, and a lot of us that receives this money, we don't even need the money. You know what I would have done with the money? Bought coffee. Because I drink a lot of coffee. I would have bought coffee. Or maybe a gun. Eh, most likely a gun. Then what's left over, I would have bought a cup of coffee. That's just me. But the thing is, this stuff is not free. I wish the American citizen would say, hey, John, let's get together and burn these damn checks. 
Now, if you burn the checks, they're not cashed. Technically, with regular budgeting, if they're not cashed, the money doesn't come out of the treasury, theoretically speaking. But I think if we burn the checks, instead of burning the flags, we'll show the federal government we don't need you. They're doing the same thing that every state or every country that become a socialist country has done. Bribe the people. You keep bribing people, bribing people, bribing people. They don't give a shit. Oops, give a crap about their freedom. <laughs> because it's all about money. And I was about to say shoot, by the way. It was my southern accent that made it sound like it could possibly be something else. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the money, they're buying you. They're absolutely trying to buy you. The Democrats are one of the smartest mammals I know of when it comes to pandering. They started in the 60s. They realized it worked in the 60s. You know, when you could take an entire race, well, a large portion of a race and they forget about everything you'd done to them five, six, seven, eight years earlier. And you forget what happened by them giving you money. And then you get hooked on that money. Then the next thing you know, you start voting for them because of that money. You'd be walking around. Damn. I love them Democrats. They just pay my bills. And then you realize you catch yourself every first of the month, you standing at the mailbox waiting to get that check. And you realize, hey, I didn't have to go to work to do this. They just keep sending me money, 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 money. Every single month. And there's those out there that say, hey, you know what? They send me money, I'll take it too. Well, who do you care about, yourself now or your kids later? What's more important to you, yourself now or your kids later? Now, if you're going to go buy Bitcoin, hey, I support you. And and if it's for your kids, I support you. You're going to go buy stocks and bonds, mutual funds, and you're going to put that money inside and it's going to solely be for your kids, I support you. But if you can go out and buy a brand new, brand new pair of tennis shoes or you're going to buy you a new cell phone or the latest Michael Jordan jersey um, or a pair of Nikes, I can't support you because all you're doing is help destroying your kid's future. At some point in time, it can't be just about you today. It's got to be about your kids tomorrow. It's got to be about your kids tomorrow. All you're doing is keeping your, oh, excuse me. All we are doing is keeping our kids attached to the government financially. And the thing, uh, the thing of it is when your kids get older, and I'm sure everybody out there is raising their kids to the best of their ability, and your kid does well, well, they're still going to be paying for this damn stimulus and all of those before for the rest of their lives. 
if you keep taking it, the government sure the hell will keep printing it. Because they print it doesn't mean they have it. You know, Joe Biden came out today and he says, you know what, you know, big tech and the big corporations and these wealthy people such as Jeff Bezos, I threw his name in there, they were, will be the ones paying this stimulus. People don't believe it. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Because if you know how business go and big businesses go, they're not going to pay a dime. You will. You're not going to hurt the corporation. You're not going to hurt Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Zuckerberg. You're not going to hurt those guys at all. Because you will be you will be footing the bill. Whatever tax increase they bestow upon these guys, you will pay the bill. So stop believing this tax game. Isn't it a wonder you hear this every four years? They're going to tax the wealthy, tax the wealthy, tax the wealthy. Well, when are they going to stop talking about it? And get to the point where they can say, oh, we did that four years ago. They can't do that because they haven't done it yet. It's all freaking talk. And you got these liberals who truly believe these politicians are going to do what they actually say. You know, for years and years and years and years and years and years, you hear politicians talk about the same, same issue 20 years. At some point, somebody's got to use their head and say, wait a minute, you spoke about that 20 years ago. Why haven't you done anything about it now? Why do we still have the same problem? Well, that's the Republicans. Well, that's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. You know, the weather wasn't right. You know, it's climate control. There's all of those reasons all, all these reasons why they haven't done it when in actuality, they're not going to do it. They're going to tell you to, they can and they will. But when they get the opportunity to do it, there's another damn excuse. Obamacare is a prime example. The Republican Party. The Republican Party are just, just as bad in a lot of cases as the Democrats. All these guys do make promises. And when they can't keep the promise, they'll throw money at you. That's the distraction from the promise that they couldn't keep. See, money makes a lot of people in this country feel a lot better. And when you think about it, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, it's only $3,000 a year to you, but if you count 300 and 280 million people getting money from the government times $3,000, that's when it adds up. You got to look at the bigger picture. Just not that one check that you get, because I'm telling you right now, you're going to pay the price for it. You're going to pay the price for it. You know, the more the country becomes in debt, the more you come in indebted to the country, especially when they're giving you the money. Because you got to remember, when it comes to debt, it's not the politician's debt. It's our debt. It's our debt. We take in $4 trillion a year in taxes. 
right now we just gave up half of that again. We just gave up half of what we bring in every single year in taxes. And nobody thinks about who's going to pay for this crap. China? No. Because in case you didn't know, we borrow money from China. We borrowed a lot of money from China. Now, for you people who don't know out there, China is actually our enemy. Why would you want to have debt owed to your enemy? Somebody please tell me, where's the common sense in that? Why would you owe your enemy billions and billions and billions? I think it's like 25, what is it, like 25, 30 billion dollars we owe them. Why would you owe that to your enemy? Everybody talk about how Russia, Russia, Russia. See, Russia is old school. Russia was the old enemy. You don't ever see anything stamped made in Russia, rarely, unless it's an AK-47. You don't hardly ever see anything made in Russia. And then you ask, let me ask you this question. And Donald Trump was right. Why do we buy so much of so many of our products from China? Why? They're our enemies. They are our enemies. They own rights to a lot of property here in the United States. They own a lot of commercial property here in the United States. They are our our enemy. You know, China is is 1.4 billion people. 1.4 billion people. And they have no power. They have absolutely no power at all. They are ran by the CCP. But for some reason, we think it's okay to give a communist country such as China commerce. So they can humiliate their own people. And Joe Biden and his son and his administration are the biggest crooks in town. Here's what's ironic. We always talk about slavery. Read up on China and its slave trade. When they're as deep in slavery as they are, why do we do commerce with them? Why? Why do we need to? We have some of the smartest and brightest engineers, architects, software developers in the world. But we export everything to places like China. A lot of us walk around here and don't and don't even think about the world they live in. They just exist. 
They just exist and don't even give two thoughts about what's going on in the world they live in. You got people such as myself and others have to be loud, try to bring attention to what's going on in this country, because we as a group, we don't stand together. We don't stand together. If you're listening to this podcast, you can have my email. It's the modern conservative podcast at gmail.com. Tell me what's on your mind. And I'll damn it, say it. If you're afraid to stand together, put it in an email. A lot of people out there are saying, you know what? That's ridiculous. Gas prices is ridiculous. You know, I don't vote. Well, that's why gas prices are ridiculous. Participation. Not only do you have to live life, you actually should participate in it as well. Because it ain't, it's not about you and I every single day. It's about our children. It's not always about you and I. It's about our kids. If we stand for nothing, you have nothing for them to stand for. God, we got to find some kind of motivation that's going to cause us to trigger and say no more. I don't care if it's the ballot box, whether it's your local municipalities. I don't care if you're state. I don't care if the federal side, but everybody should at least have a voice. And find a way to be heard if we do it in as a group. As an organization that stands for something. The thing is, we Republicans, we sit back and we don't and we're not as loud as the Democrats. I think most of us can agree to that. We resist violence. We resist public outrage for the most part as a group. But we do a lot of resisting. But we're called the ones that are so racist. I'm tired of people just taking it when people call everyone a racist. I need people to say, no, screw this. Go to your Facebook page, type something up, express something. What do you got to lose? Your freedom? What do you got to lose? Let somebody know you don't think like them. Because the Biden administration right now, is having their way with your money. They're just giving our money away as if they work hard for it every single day. People, it's your money. And you will foot the bill. You know, people talk about, oh yeah, I got a car, my house is paid off, my truck's paid off, everything is paid off. Not true. The national debt is not paid off and you will pay for it 
every single day. Well, let me change that. One paycheck at a time. You will pay off that debt. You will always have debt. You will always have debt. And we allow them to keep spending our money, but yet we have the debt. I'm hoping this reach individuals, people, groups and people realize that we have a lot of power we have a lot of power the constitution gives you a lot of power you're not using it you're saying well, I'm voting well you know what that's the easy part it can be rigged Your vote can be changed. It can be scratched out. It can be made where your vote don't exist. You have to do something outside the ballot box, and that's use your mouthpiece. Everybody has a Facebook out there. A lot of people worry about, oh, I'll get shut down if I say the wrong thing. I'll get shut down because I'm a conservative. Well, I'm a Republican. Screw that. Screw it. Trust me. Facebook is not going to kick everybody off. They make money by you being on it, not off of it. Use it. Quit looking up and see who got the nails did today. That was Ebonic speaking. Quit looking at it to see who's got the best story today. Use your damn Facebook to fight those who's fighting you. Because one day you're going to learn what it means to be insignificant. If the Democrats get their way, you will be insignificant. Reminds me of the Hunger Games. You will be insignificant. Believe it. That's the point of what they're doing. If you don't wake up, you will be insignificant. Because those of you who love the outdoors and love the freedom of life, that'll be gone because you sat around on your ass and did nothing. And I'm not trying to piss people off. You got to freaking do something. Hell, do you think I like sitting up here on this podcast every single week? twice a week trying to spread the message then if you won't fight the battle spread my message share this damn thing to everyone you know if you don't want to fight the battle i'll do it spread the message just spread it hell i won't tell anybody just spread the message You know, I'm a, I'm, I believe in fighting my own battles, but sometimes I need help. And I'm asking for help. I don't make money on this podcast. I pay for everything myself. So please, just spread the message. But anyway, I feel 
this stuff needs to be said. I don't know if everybody or if anybody will wake up today. But I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you. It means the world to me, and so does my country. I stand for the flag and kneel for the cross. My name is John. This is the Modern Podcast. Take care.